Hello, hello, and welcome to the Living Joyfully Show with Sherry Kayhoff. And I have a wonderful guest here today that we are going to explore the topic of what it means to win the hour um, and then win the day, so or over winning the day. So I just want to tell you a little bit about Chris. So um, Chris Ward is an author, podcaster, coach, and speaker. Uh, she is a team building and system strategist and is the leading authority in building your business by building your team. Chris is the founder of the Win the Hour, Win the Day philosophy. She helps entrepreneurs create their win team, what is next team, using her signature super toolkit so you can get your idea to execution and make your ambitions come alive. After the loss of her husband, Chris returned full-time to her work as a marketing strategist. She was thankful to see that her business had not only survived her absence, but was thriving. Now, Chris has completely changed the landscape for entrepreneurs by sharing the successful practices that allowed her absence. Chris has been interviewed by one of the original sharks from Shark Tank, Kevin Harrington, and ABC's The Secret millionaire, James Melanchuk. She has been featured on award-winning podcasts, radio, and TV shows. You can hear Chris on her own podcast, Win the Hour, Win the Day, where she has engaging conversations with dynamic guests covering a variety of business topics so you can get to your next win now. Welcome, Chris. I'm so excited you're here. How are you today? I'm fantastic. I'm excited to be here myself. Yeah, well, we have a lot to talk about. I read your book, and um, and I loved it. And one thing that I loved really about it so much is how it's broken down in a way where it's like fast bites of information. Mm-hmm. So, um, and yet you can, like I read it in one sitting, but that's kind of my personality. But um, I loved how there was like no fluff and no frills and it was just really down to earth and really got into the meat of what it takes and, you know, why it's important to win the hour. And, um, and so I just really enjoyed it. I, I bet lots of people who are listening would love that book too. So tell us what does win the hour mean? Well, first of all, I want to thank you very much for your kind words because I, I worked so hard on that book and because I didn't want it to be any fluff. I'm all about no fluff, big results, right? And as an entrepreneur, I get really ah, disheartened whenever you have to go learn something or do something. And, and then all of a sudden, you find that you have to learn the thing before the thing before the thing, and you're just like so far removed from your original goal. So that I'm very anti against that. So everything I do, I'm all about actionable items that you can, okay, you got that, let's go do that, implement it, move on. So I thank you very much that that's what resonated with you because that's really, really important to me. So awesome. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good, good. So, so when we talk about winning the hour, so what, you know, you talk a lot about how the time management is really not the right word for it. Yeah. And um and can you tell people that? Like what distinguishes what you do from like all the traditional time management things that are out there that people, you know, have read and studied? Yeah, there's a lot to that. So in the book we do talk about, you know, some of the things you could do around productivity and time management and stuff. And I, I really talk about anyone that's really successful in their arena, it's not about time management, it's about results 
right? They're looking for results. You're not going to waste time. I've tried. I'm what you call a recovering rushaholic. Um, I was always just go, go, go. I can outrun time. So there's so much there just to unpack. But what I would say to you is it's really about getting results. And to me, whether we're talking about time management or building your win team, your what is next team, it's really about getting ideas to execution. And so many entrepreneurs spend about 80% of their time in admin and 20% trying to get stuff done and ambitious projects or amplify their ambitions or whatever, where I believe you should be 60% in creation mode and 40% in admin mode. And and the team you build around you should be doing the same because a rising tide lifts all ships. So what happens is you get so caught up in the web of admin, you're what my clients often say is like, I feel like a pilot driving a bus. What's happening? Why am I not going? So it's really about the fundamental of everything I talk about is about getting ideas to execution, ideas to execution. That is, that's, that's everything for an entrepreneur. Otherwise, you're just, you're just suffering because the pain point, the gap between where you are and you want to be, that's what ages you, makes you crazy and you're working all those crazy hours. That's the big thing. Mm, I love that. And I, as a former Russiaholic myself, um, I, I remember, you know, like in my 20s and 30s, my mom making the comment, you know, when I was visiting her, she was like, I think you've looked at your watch like 20 times in the last 15 minutes. Like, and, and it was just like habit. And, um, and I definitely went through the stage of feeling like I was a victim of my schedule. And I had this big shift, um, you know, probably about 15, 20 years ago. Um, you know, into my 40s. Um, so I guess that would not quite be 15 years ago. But but that shift of looking at time as a gift and looking at it as moldable and flexible, and I agree totally, like spending your time in the creativity part, which, um, you know, a lot of times people just get caught up in, you know, putting out the fires or the day-to-day details. So, so I really love that you actually have a number out there for 60-40. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. So, what so, about being creative? Like what people think it means like, you know, in the zone and coming up with some creative element. You have more ideas than you can implement. That's, that's the nature of entrepreneur. You have more ideas than you can implement. So it's not, right. it's not about a creative time. It's about the creation. It's what, what's your next ambition, right? What is it you want to get to next? That's why we have a win team. What is next? Like for us, you mentioned my podcast, Win the Hour, Win the Day podcast, and we could be talking about anything from sales to social media or whatever. We've been doing that a year now and we're actually going to start doing two shows a week. That's our next ambition. But we, you know, we can't have that consumer time. So we've been working on that. And what that's going to look like is we're going to double our output by doing two shows a week, but our work is going to increase 12%. So, you know, when I wrote the book, oh, listen, we're all children at heart. When I wrote the book, I thought once I read that book, I will never want for anything again. (laughs) I'm good. Get it out there, please. You know, and then of course there was marketing the book and being on a lot of shows like this fabulous show and then there was oh my gosh then all of a sudden I wanted to have my own podcast and guess what now I'm really hungry to get the second book out it's going to be a three-part series so there's always something next what is your next and how do we get you there quickly because without that you know you're just chasing admin work and you're buried in that and that's a job and you had a job you left the job so that's the big that's why I'm so passionate passionate about I'm really about 
your business should support your life instead of consuming it. And how it gets all consuming is when you get buried in that admin and you can't get to the execution. Mm -hmm. So one thing I really like about your book is how you talk about, you know, a the traits of a successful person yeah. versus the traits of a struggler. And you tell a really, well, funny now in hindsight story about how you actually had a fire in your house and you were so <laughs> consumed you didn't even notice. So, uh, so tell us about that. What happened there? Well, here's the thing. <laughs> when your husband sits you down and specifically asks you not to burn the house down, you can't say like you weren't clear, you didn't ask. Okay. So I'm a pretty high functioning adult, but I was sat down and given that talk to. And worse than that, this of course was when I was a Russiaholic, not a recovering Russiaholic. Worse than that, it got to the point where like I have special needs, he put restrictions on me. So there was the, you had to stay on the same, you have to stay, first it was you have to stay in the same floor as the kitchen. Then you had to stay in the kitchen and then you'd be in the kitchen without your phone. Because, it, you know, I would set a timer. I did all these things. I'd be like, oh, I just, I'm going to finish this email or the timer went off. No worries. I can, I, I know the timer went off. Let me just finish this email. Oops, I just saw that other email just came in, whatever, right? And so, I one minute myself, I'll be one minute into a couple of house fires, right? Not, let me say that. Whoops, not house fires, kitchen fires. Um, but they were pretty severe. And, uh, and the time you're reading about in the book, I, I was, I was, this is where I was on the laptop in the kitchen. Cause now I was like, no, no, I'm in the kitchen. It's good. And there was a reflection on my laptop of like flames and things coming out of the oven, but I thought it was the movie he was watching behind me in the front room, right? And it, anyhow, it was just, it, it, yeah, it wasn't good. <laughs> it was not good. Yeah. Well, well, the great thing is you had a transformation and, and it's a fantastic story in the book. And I think people can relate to that. And I think that, you know, it doesn't have to be a house fire. It can be, you know, kids feeling like you're never listening to them or, um, you know, feeling, you know, I, I remember having that feeling of never being able to make anybody completely happy. Like if I, you know, if I was making, you know, work happy, I was disappointing people at home. And if I was making people yeah. at home happy, I was disappointing people at work. And it was just a symptom of just having too much crammed in. And, um, and so, uh, you know, I just, I remember just a couple of years ago, my son said to me, we were walking into the movie theater and he's like, walk faster, mom, you know, you're walking slow. And I said, I'm savoring. You know, I refuse to rush anywhere. We're here in plenty of time. I don't need to sprint into the movie theater. You know, yeah, so my yeah. philosophy has completely changed. And and um, I like, you know, kind of taking back a couple steps when you're talking about creativity, that it's not just, you know, sitting at the beach writing poetry, you know, that you're, that you're, I, and I've actually never talked to an entrepreneur who didn't have a million ideas. Mm -hmm. So I like that you distinguish the fact that, um, you know, that creating, it's not just sitting and being creative, that it's actually creating something, you know, making something come forward. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and I think because people can really get stuck in the idea mode too and um, and never get to execution. Or worse than that, you're so busy. I know back in my heyday when I was a Russiaholic, 
I would think I had this great idea and then I'd realize later, oh my gosh, I had that idea three months ago. It just fell off the grid because, oh, I had to do this or that or make that happen or purchase something. And it's like, that's not a new great idea. That's a recycled great idea because we just never got it to execution. So it's just, it's just not what you, you didn't start a business to run a business. And I know, I remember thinking one time late at night, two o'clock in the morning, and I had been working since, I don't know, 6 a.m. or something stupid. And I was thinking, there are laws in this country to protect me from myself. Like, this would not have been tolerated or accepted or people fought and died for labor laws that, like, I would have never allowed somebody else to treat me like that. That was crazy. So, you know, you business should be fun. It should be fun. It is supposed to be fun. So if it's not, there is a way out. And it's not about grinding it out. All that stuff you see online, that is just glorifying an ill-planned journey. And it just really looks great if someone tells you how hard they grind it out and bloody knuckles and all that stuff so that you can look upon them as, oh, you're, you're the notable leader has arrived at the top of the mountain. Show me how to get there. It's not supposed to be like that. And there is an easier path. Yeah, I like to think of myself as the anti-hustle. Like you see yes. all these, you know, thing memes on Instagram, like you know, hustle and and um and I have zero desire to be in that space, uh, you know, or in in that thought space. And I work with my clients so that they're not in that thought space because it's like a frantic energy. And, you know, we know tons of people who work really, really hard and are not successful. I mean, otherwise, like every hotel maid, every waitress would be a millionaire because, you know, they're physically working their butts off, you know. Um, so we know that it's just not the hard work. It's not that there is an effort, but it's not, like you said, you talked about the grind and, um and I, you know, I had an epiphany um, maybe about six years ago where I realized I had a little longer than that. Boy, time flies as you start getting older. It's like, you know, how do how do years mold into each other? But um, but I had this moment where I realized I hadn't taken a vacation for two years. And I thought, wow, you know, I didn't leave the corporate world so I could not take a vacation for two years. And I made a decision in that moment that I was going to take six vacations that year, good ones, like to the Bahamas and, you know, the beach and all of that stuff. And I had no idea how I was going to make it happen. And I also anticipated that I my business would be less successful. But I just knew that, I mean, my dreams were important. And so I put that as a priority and I took seven vacations that year and my business grew and you know I was happier my clients were everyone was happier and it's that kind of balance thing so you seem like you're a really you know high energy productive person so what do you do to balance yourself out where you feel like you've carved out time for you know fitness and um you know, the the zest of life, which, I mean, my business is the zest of my life, too. Like, I love my business. It's the fun thing for me. But, I mean, to have that balance sort of, you know, not perfect balance all the time, but that feeling that you're a well-rounded human being. <laughs> yeah, it comes, again, I, I'm nothing without my team. Like you said in the intro, I was away from my business. And, and you know, wow, like, you can take the emotion out of that story when my husband passed away but it, I returned not only to a business that was still there, but 
also like I was down in income, right? So like if it had not been there, it was not the time in my life to be trying to be crafting resume, be charming in a job interview and learn a new job. So to me, everything comes back to my team and my, and my team and the clients that we coach and, and my group coaching and the teams that we help them create and the infrastructure and make sure that they're following that 60-40 rule. I mean, most of my clients will tell me the first month they work with us that they get 25 hours back a week. And so, you know, having quality time for yourself, like that just gets pushed. To, like for the only time in my entire life I didn't exercise was those first two years of my business because we're running off three hours sleep. I, you know, I'm trying not to throw up from being exhausted. Who has time to exercise? And then, of course, you start running around. You don't even have time to eat properly. And anything you have in your left hand that you're shoving down your gullet is not a salad, right? So <laughs> so really, it's about just having quality of life. And when you have quality of life, yeah, I mean, I get up when I wake up. Now, I tend to wake up between 6 and 7, but that's a luxury. I love it. I get up when I wake up, and yes, I work out for an hour. I throw some weights around. In the summer, I have shorter hours. I go out for a long bike ride every night. Um, but I have fun because I believe you should start your workday refreshed and leave fresh. And I'm sure you'll validate that, you know, my clients still tell me this, and I remember this back in the day when I made the switch, that that grinding it out, what the sad part was, is I actually was working so against myself. I, I could not believe how much more effective, clear-headed, clarity, creation, everything, the way, that, and you'll read some of these things in the book, and I simplify really boring studies and give you the highlights, and it shows how the brain works. The brain works best in relaxation and play. All inventions that were profound in history come from, like even you know, Newton's apple, come from relaxation and play. That's how the brain works. And when you're what I call in hysterical mode, when I used to be hysterical Chris, you're just chasing what's the next hour, where am I supposed to be trying to outrun the clock? You know, it's just like jumping hurdles. You, you're, you're not thinking about anything other than what's the next hurdle. So it really just allows you to breathe and, and create a life. I mean, for me, I just, I under, really became to understand you can change your life and your business once you understand the power of what I call creating a win team and setting up what we call our super toolkits, systems that save yourself stress, time, energy, and money. That's the foundation. Without that, you don't have a business. You're, you're what I call a sufferpreneur and you're paying a heavy price. <laughs> what a great um, term to coin a sufferpreneur. Yeah. <laughs> no, we, none of us want to be that. <laughs> yeah. So, so tell us, um, you know, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Like if they're like, hey, you know, she sounds really cool. I want to know more. Tell us how people can do that. Yeah. Just tell me that you heard me on this fantastic podcast. Let us know about that. And, uh, you know, any friend of Sherry's is a friend of mine reach out to me on LinkedIn and uh, yeah, we just uh, tell me what you're working on. Tell me what your pain points are. Tell me, I just, I love getting questions because it really allows me then to produce more com uh, content because so many of you guys are, the grinding it out is done in isolation. And that's the sad part. That's really what breaks my heart is it's done in isolation. And then you start chasing things that are the wrong things to chase. Like, okay, maybe I need a different VA. Maybe I need to pay more. Maybe I need more bodies. Maybe I need a different software. And it's just rinse and repeat, but you're, you're just chasing the wrong thing. So I love hearing from people because, you know, if I can just save years off your life and the stress and all that stuff, man, I, I think this is a really important message. Mm, I love that. I love that. So, 
Um, you can also find Chris, her book on Amazon, Win the Hour, Win the Day. So um, I highly recommend that. And what, if you were to kind of encapsulate what you were talking about here today, what is the big takeaway for people listening? Yeah, I guess to me, it's all about you didn't start a business just to run a business and that your ambitions should not cost your family time, your time with your friends, your health, your well-being, your balance, and so that your business should support your life and not consume it. And it really, it's very simple to set up little infrastructures that you, when you think about systems and stuff like that, it sounds boring and intense and limiting, but that's because you're coming from it from the employee mindset of when you had systems in play at a job you had. And those systems were usually written by somebody that didn't use them, and they were set up mostly for liability coverage. But little things that we put in play with our super toolkits really just allow you to be more and more in the creation mode. And if that's not the biggest part of what you do, Boy, you're just this. It's kind of like, I don't know, rock climbing without shoes. Like, it's just you'll get there, but you're going to be beat up and bloody when you do. And it's, you know, it's it's a much tougher path. Mm. Oh, I just love the way that you, um, you know, um, gave an overview of that. And um, I I'm just kind of drinking it all in going, mm, I, you are just very dynamic and I'm so excited oh. that we were able to have you here today and everyone check out her book, check out, check Chris out on LinkedIn, check out her website and don't forget to visit SherryKhoff.com, S-H-E-R-I-K-A-Y-E-H-O-F-F.com for your free gifts from me and have a fantastic day. I'll talk to everybody soon. Looking forward to it. Bye now.